In those days after that suffering, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light and the stars will be falling from heaven and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. Then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. From the fig tree, learn its lesson. As soon as its branch becomes tender and puts forth its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also when you see these things taking place, you will know that he is near at the very gates. Truly I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But about that day or hour, no one knows, neither the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. Beware, keep alert, for you do not know when the time will come. It is like a man going on a journey when he leaves home and puts his slaves in charge, each with his work and commands the doorkeeper to be on watch. Therefore, keep awake, for you do not know when the master of the house will come, in the evening or at midnight or at cockcrow or at dawn, or else he may find you asleep when he comes suddenly. And what I say to you, I say to all, keep awake. The Gospel of the Lord. May be seated. Just a very few moments ago, the Henson family lit our first Advent candle, the candle of hope. And as you would imagine, I spent a good portion of this week thinking about what hope for us really is. With a surface reading of our scripture this morning, it could be difficult to hear a message of hope in those words, but it's there. Look in verses 4 and 5 in the reading from Isaiah. The prophet recalled the hope God's people clung to through the generations as they anticipated the coming of the promised Messiah their wait and their anticipation was long and hard. For centuries, they suffered, they wandered, they sinned and rebelled against God. While many had forgotten God's awesome deeds and they gave up hope and worshiped other gods, there were those who continued to cling to hope that was deeply rooted in their certainty of a relationship with God and their memories of God's faithfulness to God's people. In the chapter of Mark that I just read, Mark's passage is a message of mystery and of hope. The mysteries of God's plan, especially concerning the timing 
of Christ's return are beyond our human grasp. This passage serves as an humbling call to recognize the limits of our knowledge and to place our trust in God's perfect timing, which surpasses any human prediction of Jesus' second coming. The essence of this passage is that being alert and prepared is more important than knowing the day or the hour of Christ's second coming. To further guide my thinking on the topic of hope, I went back to a couple of my favorite and trusted authors who have written quite a bit on the Christian virtue of hope. In his book, Bread for the Journey, Henry Nouwen reminded me that oftentimes people confuse hope with optimism. He went on to describe that. Optimism and hope, he says, are radically different attitudes. Optimism is the expectation that things, the weather, human relationships, our health, the economy, the political situation, and on and on, will get better. Yet, on the other hand, hope. Hope is trust that God will fulfill God's promises to us in a way that leads to true freedom. The optimist speaks about concrete changes in the future. The person of hope lives in the moment with the knowledge and trust that all of life, the difficult as well as the good circumstances, all of life is in good hands. Richard Rohr refers to this kind of hope as mystical hope that offers us an opportunity, an experience of trust that God's presence, God's love and mercy is in and all around us regardless of circumstances or future outcome. That one sentence is so very important for us to hear and for us to believe that I will repeat it again. Hope is trusting that God's presence, God's love, and God's mercy is in and all around us. The good news is that while we wait for Jesus' second coming, God is with us here and now. Jesus' presence on earth was not just 2,000 years ago, and Jesus' presence will be with us again someday in the future. But God in Christ is in us and with us and teaches us how we are to live as we wait. 
Mark's words are more than just a reminder of our inability to know the fullness of Jesus' return. It is more of a call to live with purpose and with hope and to share in God's redemptive plan for humanity. We are invited into a deeper relationship with God where trust in God's presence and grace fills the gaps in our faith that can be caused by worry or anxiety or busyness. And that active faith must replace our distracted and passive waiting. We are on a journey together seeking God, growing in our understanding of God's will and serving God with all our hearts. And in doing so, we align ourselves not just with God's timing, but also with God's heart, learning to see our lives and the world through Jesus' eyes. In this season of waiting and preparation and on this first Sunday of Advent where we focus on the virtue of hope, we get to look back as we make preparations to celebrate Jesus' birth that was so long ago. We get to look forward with confident expectation that Jesus will come again. And we are encouraged to look out into the world, believing that Jesus is among us, meeting us where we are, shining his light on us and filling us with his presence so that we can have hope that is found only in him and we can share our hope because of him. So in this Advent season, look for evidence of God at work in your life. Look for evidence of God at work in the world. Spend some time thinking about how living in the present with the knowledge of God's constant presence in us and with us might change your perspective to a more hopeful and grateful way of life. And on this first Sunday of Advent, I offer a prayer to each of you. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen.